0: So, do you have any questions before we start? Uh, Thanks for taking the time out of your day.
1: For sure. I do not. Uh, I had to get that out of the way.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna join you there.
1: (sighs) Excellent. That's how every interview should start.
0: A decent chunk of mine start this way.
1: Nice. <laughs> what you smoking?
0: I'm smoking. Uh, I'm a big fan of Raw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there I like the, I like their cones a lot. Sure. They're,
1: that's a Wisconsin. That's a that guy started that company in Madison. He really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like raw
0: too. Oh, might come back to that later, oh, but
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jesus. Get a hold of one as they <laughs>
0: My A uh, friend of mine, they like sponsored a, a Kevin Smith movie or something. Okay. And he, he went down. He was an extra in the movie, and he brought me back like all this like raw swag. It was awesome. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. They must have kicked in for him. Yeah. They brought in stuff to our <laughs> show. It was in Madison.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah. they gave me like this. I forget what it's I called. I even have a bunch of stuff for my dog. <laughs> like
1: he has a bra dog collar and he has a big joint a big, big joint. <laughs> <laughs> a blunt i guess it's more blunt
0: <laughs> is is there uh dog friendly like cannabis shit
1: uh there's C- cbds and uh i've like really anxious dogs i've fed a little marijuana to, and it seems to help dogs are different you know just like humans but I've had a dog that had super bad allergies and it's helped him with allergies, but I don't know if you're <laughs> going to find a vet that recommends it really, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not going to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that, that marijuana helps kids with certain things too. And you're not going to find many doctors that are going to give kids an
0: amount, even a tiny amount, you know? Right, so. right, right. Does, of course. it's it psychoactive.
1: So, but. You know, in small, tiny doses, like for sleeping and and things like that, you know, I think we'd be surprised if done properly and doctor supervision, you know, people got, I, I think more and more we're going to see doctors getting on board with with using this and there's going to be more research because of the legality, you know, there's, you you read that old Nixon report and, and there's nothing really bad said about marijuana in that report. That report if you know what I'm talking about, the report from the seventies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I mean I've never read it, but I know, and I'm sure that's just what set the ground. They're like, oh well, there's nothing wrong with this, so seemingly it must be the most dangerous one.
1: Oh, and he was trying to squat, you know, that was the beginning of the of the great drug war that continues today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm actually from New Jersey, so uh it's legal now here. So hopefully that'll be changing. I mean, it will be yeah. changing.
1: Yeah, I think I think you know we'll see strides with you. Could even re- use you could even do research with marijuana up until recently. So <laughs> with that, you know, I think it it'll you know like it, it it's, there's a reason to me it grows all over the world. You know, right? It's, it, if there was a cure all plant, I think we're we're pretty close with that one. You know, <laughs> cancer uh yeah a lot of other stuff especially mental stuff so but it's also i believe it's not for every i've I've known people one of my favorite things is kids
0: walking up to me i can't smoke because i get panic attacks but i love your music <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know so it's not for everybody that's for sure
0: no no and like i don't know that that's been a discussion um, I've had even with like some sleep fans who are like, I don't do drugs, but I love this band.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. The the vibration can just because you might need it to create it or or get that thought process of needing it. The real true need. I mean, we've never not. So what what it
0: would it be grindcore if we weren't smoking? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's too slow for that. But yeah, I mean, I won't. I
1: also won't be. It's like even when we didn't play, it's not like I slowed down. It's not like oh, I smoke a lot of pot because I'm in Bonjour. I'm in Bonjour because I smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all came from. You know, <laughs> it was such our such based in our lives. All of us, I've grown and in you know played the game of dealing back in the day. And you know, I've had uh, you know. Fifty pounds of marijuana in my house before, and and I've dedicated houses to growing. You know, nobody lived in the whole house; just the whole house dedicated to pot. So I'm just lazy these days. <laughs> I mean, it's farming. Growing marijuana's hard work. Anybody that believes it. And, any of the kids that want the free weed when they're your buddy <laughs> should come and haul water and make dirt. And
0: <laughs> it's like making beer, man. It's not like it's a It's easy shit, you know?
1: No, no. And if you want to do it the way kids are doing it these days, you know, so, so scientific with, you know, from pHs to temperatures and barometric pressures. And, like, there's a reason they're starting to hit 30 and higher THC content in plants, Mm. you know? Because they're so, they're so scientific about, this crap right you know and it took it wonderfully took americans to make it so pure <laughs> have you run into diamonds out there what the kids are calling diamonds
0: no i have no idea what that it's, is
1: it's, it's refined to the purest form there's no turpins or anything it's just pure <coughs> thc so like 98 9 percent, and it turns into these like weird little crisply
0: kind of fake diamonds looking things Oh okay, look, look yeah. You can. It's on. You can Google it.
1: Look up marijuana diamonds. It's pretty, pretty interesting. It's just, I mean, it had been legal in Canada and Europe for how long? And it took Americans to, to go crazy and refine it to, to as pure as possible.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's had quite a journey. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, And I mean, it, it's literally to me making it a, a hard drug. Like these, these are 120 bucks a gram. You know. <sighs> So you're in, you're in, but on the same hand, holy crap, when you smoke them.
0: Oh, I bet. I, that's probably kick your fucking ass.
1: One big hit's like smoking a joint at once, you know?
0: Yeah, that might, that sounds like a lot.
1: (laughs) You know, I like to see see how far there is to go.
0: (laughs) Right on. To this day. Welcome, fanatics. This is the latest entry in the Diary of Doom. I'm your cypher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com. And you can subscribe and listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have a question or you want to pitch something or just like giving me some shit, uh, you can fire off an email to Diary of Doom 1968 at gmail.com. And since, uh and this is a special uh, 420 edition of Diary of Doom, and happy to welcome possibly like the most appropriate guest to <clears throat> to join us for this one. Also, because they have an album coming out today, is Mule Boy from Bongzilla. Thank you for joining. Mike or Mule Boy?
1: Mule Boy for for stuff like this, yeah.
0: All
1: right. It it comes from me always carrying all the marijuana.
0: Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out the origins yeah. of it.
1: And just Mule Boy came out of it.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, so Bongzilla, you know, first album out now in sixteen years, right? Is uh, yeah. Constance coming out? Is or is out now?
1: Uh, it'll be out four twenty.
0: Right, yeah. So, like, yeah, so when this it'll drops, be it'll down. be 420. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Time, time's a weird thing. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, 16 years. Whoa.
0: But, like, yeah, you know, I mean, you you haven't, like, not been anywhere for 16 years. Um, you know, you, you did go on hiatus, but you came back, and you've been, you know, fairly busy since then. I, I've definitely seen you touring around and... <clears throat> Hitting some cool festivals and and shit like that, but kind of like as you said earlier, you know the 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 origins of Bonzilla um, to me seems like kind of a it's like total being like a huge fan of shit, like obviously in this case weed and big monsters and riffs. What was the and Black, what, Sabbath. And Black Sabbath, of course? <laughs> 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 Do you remember the first time you smoked too- pot?
1: Oh. Yeah, I do. I was just telling, well, it it was like a two-day thing. I was 11 years old, so I think I was in seventh grade. Uh, Me and my friend Steve Rochick stole marijuana from his older brother and got like a tin can, like a soda can, poked holes in it, whole deal. Uh, Horrible for your health, (laughs) but whatever. And so that was the first day. And then... I think what struck me is we then, like, we we smoked out of this can, then we went and played basketball, and I beat him in one-on-one for the first time ever. So it was like, it kind of struck me as this thing. I don't even know if I was high. So then the next day, we still had some. So after school, I borrowed, and this, I call this the very birth of Bungzilla as well. Uh, <laughs> so I borrowed Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, from my friend, Michelle Mattis' super cool older brother, Rodney Mattis. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm a seventh grader in Catholic grade school in a little town in Wisconsin, right? So I'm looking at this artwork thinking... And we had just smoked pot again for the second time. And this time I do think I was high because I'm looking at this artwork and I'm thinking, I'm going to go to hell if I put this record on. (laughs) Pull the record record out, put it on. But then you look, I look back, I don't know. I kind of started thinking about it when we first got back together. Of All those years ago that day was this like the beginning of, of Bongzilla in a way that I just that that combo of Black Sabbath and marijuana and then what went on to happen, you know, it just I look back on it now and I'm like, Oh, thanks Steve Patrick and thanks Michelle Mattis. <laughs> you guys helped me start punk so, it's so <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's those those are the first time first two times I I was eleven. So I just had my 42nd year anniversary of smoking marijuana every day. Well, not quite every day. I probably started that at 18. So yeah, so that's a that's a while.
0: So you I said go
1: form sentences.
0: <laughs> You're doing pretty good so far. Um, <clears throat> yeah, not bad. That's um, always a funny thing. People
1: don't. People are think we're going to be like, hey, dude, you know, like <laughs> super stoned like sounding, i guess i don't know everybody's
0: different yeah um you said you you smoked it like out of a can like is, what do you think that's like the, the the worst thing that you've ever smoked something out of or like what was like the worst oh, thing you ever smoked out yeah. of
1: oh that's a good question i mean on the road it's always fruit which i don't think it's bad like we carved out carrots and apples and uh yeah I think we've even smoked out of a potato once, (laughs) like just in Europe, especially the early days when you couldn't like find pipes on every, in every big city. Like now we'll just buy like a little $5 pipe and till it breaks or whatever, or have papers or, uh, but God, yeah, I think, you know, just, I grew up from like, I'm older. So we grew up with, with like aluminum pipes, you know, smoking out of deer antlers, uh but I remember and you see them every once in a while they were aluminum pipes and they had this like weird little chamber in them and you would take brown Mexican weed and put it in that chamber to resin it up it's the grossest thing I can think of right now <laughs> <laughs> like you, like, why but just to make it stronger because I mean I know kids like I work with they've never seen brown weed have you ever seen a whole, I don't know how old you are but
0: I'm um, 30 and like it. I yeah. You've
1: never seen brown weed. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: like
1: Mexican, like seedy Mexican weed. Like yeah, like dirt weed. Like what weed eaters thinks about long lived dirt. Okay. Like, have you ever
0: seen it? I my dad's probably seen it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure he has. Sadly, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's that was. Many years of of my life was smoking shit weed because that's all there was.
0: So you've kind of you've just really seen it change from like what you had to now, like you were saying.
1: $5,000 pound years like you watch that Murder Mountain. It's a documentary on Netflix about the about uh, Humboldt County. And what happened when big industry came in because of the laws they made about growing? When they legalized it in California, they made it really easy. It made it hard for the little guy and easy for the big guy because cost of permits and and taxes and everything else hurt hurt these little growers that have been growing forever in the go, in the Green Triangle by Weed and Humboldt and the big industry growing that like the same people growing lettuce and, and cucumbers and, you know, big, huge fields of shit are the people that are growing, started to grow pot. In Southern California in screwing anyway, but they talk in this, in this documentary about the, the day of humble when, when marijuana pounds were $5,000 and that was for good weed. And in here it was the when you got a California pound that was filed up there, it was more here. So it was like this special thing, you know, back then of your oh, your friend got a pound and everybody pays pound cost, but it just gets split up four ways because it's so good and you just keep it all, you know? If you can.
0: Yeah, I have some friend I have some friends who do that. Yeah. Or did do that. I don't know if they still do it.
1: Now I think in Cali pounds are like eight hundred out. And, you know, depending where you are, they're not unlike that, you know? So yeah, those days are long gone. You couldn't even make money dealing good marijuana back in the day unless you were dealing pop. You just couldn't. Or growing. Like then we started growing. Like the the woman that, uh, uh weedy woman is about, she, we had a, two houses dedicated to pop. Wow. Yeah. In the just the whole house. One house we lived in, so the, the downstairs was living, and then the upstairs, but then a whole another house, the whole house was just dedicated to growing. Those were the days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, did did uh, did Weed just feel, besides, so Weed and Sabbath, like, feel your interest in forming the band, or do you think you were always going to make a band of some kind?
1: Hmm. I was just figuring, trying to figure out a way that I might not
0: have to work. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really work out that way, but but like,
1: like, is there something in it? like, Because I never understood, like still to this day don't understand. I do it because I have to a nine to five, you know. I work at a coffee shop and wonderfully my boss is awesome. And she knows how I am and she lets it go on, so to speak. Bless her heart. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I don't function very well in normal. Nine to five living. So I, I think when I was young, I was just trying to figure out a way to maybe get out of that. And music kind of came up and, you know, just never, yeah, it turned out, I, I guess there, there was a point where you, I got bit by a bug where suddenly I had to do this and I didn't, I kind of lost control of being able to make
0: another choice maybe, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense.
1: You know, like, overtaken by it, which is pretty cool. You know, I don't think many
0: people have that. You got a pretty quick following, like, after you formed. And do you you contribute that mostly to just, like, the name? It's just, like, someone sees the name Bongzilla. It's just, like, well, that band's got to be awesome.
1: You know, I think it didn't hurt. The reason... So... I was always when we first started, and it kind of did happen. There was a point where it had, like, from starting in like '94 to being on relapse in '98 is pretty fast for a band to get to that point. So I think you're right. It it definitely. I mean, it from we would always get we called it the straight hippie effect. <laughs> like in Madison, it was it's a big hippie jam band so there would always be like people sound I think they thought the heaviest we could be would be like the Black Crows like Bongzilla you know that's what they pictured or or, like Heavy Almond Brothers or something like Government Mule or something right yeah and and then they'd show show up and see it (laughs) and be like fuck but you know but yeah I think we named it that because I was worried about getting weed on the road to be honest, and it has definitely helped.
0: Yeah, so every, you just go out there people are like, oh yeah, yeah. that band.
1: I wanted to call it uh, Bong God, but it was really
0: hard to say. Like, say that a couple times, th- Bong God, Bong God. Bong God, Bong God,
1: Bong yeah. God. and then our old bass player, Rest His Soul, uh, just goes "Bongzilla," and I'm like, holy shit, that's, Jesus. Oh my God, we started cheesing. We call it, like, you can't stop playing.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is that what you, you call it cheesing <laughs> yeah
1: we call it cheesing yeah i don't know if it's because we're from wisconsin i've always called it
0: that. that's a really good way of describing it um yeah,
1: you can't control laughing everybody's cheesing
0: <laughs> i love it yeah okay i'm totally gonna use that now
1: Yeah, use it everybody should say cheesing for sure
0: <laughs> it's fun to say too but like i remember i think i found out about you when i was in college but i but like when i was in college i don't think you were active so i was kind of like oh oh well that kind of stinks but you know so be it and then eventually you know you, you came back but it was it was kind of it's kind of interesting because like one of your i read online that one of your last shows was a festival called the forward fest where you played it's like some pretty other like big shit names like bob mold from from uh like sugar and Husker, yeah. and who's oh, yeah, sorry i couldn't think of it one of my
1: old old favorite punk bands yeah
0: and like the detroit cobras so like you know uh, no offense to bongzilla or anything killed older,
1: Herald, killed older from Madison, which was very cool to play before them oh okay we, we had previous years years before but uh in heroin shakes but there was also big, there was these kids that did this huge festival in Madison. And it was kind of cool. They were trying to mimic South by Southwest. Uh, it never really took off. And they just asked us to play. So we got back together for that one show. Uh, we really weren't playing at all at that point. We weren't talking about how we were on hiatus. We never really did. We just kind of stopped playing. We released a can and played one show. And then we played Forward Fest like five years later. Wow. Something or four years later. So there it, it was just so much turmoil. And people were off in their own worlds doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And that was, you know, I was as much responsible for that bullshit as anybody. You know, I have, I've had my demons in the past for sure. That's cool about now. We're all, you know, I don't drink anymore. Uh, I just smoke. Little hallucinogenics now and again to reset my brain, but uh, yeah. The days of being idiots are kind of gone and it's, it's become so much more about the music and just like the old days of getting. For the first probably seven years of Bongzilla, I didn't drink. So I think getting alcohol out of my life is it's pretty, pretty helpful to making good music in this band. Like there's no place for it weirdly to me looking like even though years and years we drank and played but it's the purity like just listening to this record compared to you know i don't know a marijuana can or but it seems like it's just pure marijuana music that's kind of fell out of us again like like gateway did mm-hmm. you know The marijuana can i had to write mostly myself because we old relapse a record like i had an art project
0: due on on monday and i didn't start it and it's friday and i gotta spend the whole weekend finishing my art project
1: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so I felt. and I, I think jeff wrote a couple songs but i wrote most of it and then we called dixie he came and learned it we recorded it so it in weirdly i don't think anybody wanted to be there when we recorded it and, and you listen back to records and you kind of I hear that now. Years later, I don't anymore, and I'm like, actually, that's a pretty good fucking record.
0: I think it's a really good record. I, I I have that one on that
1: wasn't so good.
0: I have that one on Spin pretty often. That's
1: cool. A lot of people say it's their favorite. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. And I mean Muddy Waters, that cover is is probably one of the favorite things we've ever done that's not our own music for sure. I mean everybody's always wanted us to cover Sweet Leaf and we just won't.
0: <laughs> right. I think this is a little more uh it's a bit it's it's more nuanced, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean there's a lot of reefer songs out there. You don't have to cover Sweet Leaf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's cool, you know. But, you're, it's like uh, kind of.
1: There's an old uh, coffee and reefer song too, that we were thinking about covering, and Light Up by Sticks.
0: <laughs> we've been uh pondering for a while on covering, so that would probably it, it, throw it, it people for a loop.
1: Light up, be happy, and it's a real swingy song, and we're gonna slow it way down and, you know, and
0: make it all grimy and shit. Me... <laughs> <laughs> It was, yeah, it's pretty rad that, like, uh, how did you get to know um, Dixie? You just, like, because he was part of that end lineup. Did you just, like...
1: Yeah, uh, dude, So so, like, around the years between Stash and uh, Apogee, we would be on the road, and we, and during that time, we never had the same booking agency, but we'd always run into Weed Eater being on the road, and then we'd play, like, five shows in a row right yeah and we stay together and hang out for the week and just became friends like such kin kin spirit you know like yeah i mean they they were brothers from the second and just i mean we it was both pretty early in in traveling for both bands so out of that this great friendship and when we didn't have a bass player and we owed relapse a record i'm like let's just call nixie he will be able to learn this fucking caveman shit in a second <laughs> it will be because we just practiced i was moving out of a house into another house a house we were growing in actually there was still plants up with up when we were practicing the whole bottom of the house was cleaned out so we just put our equipment in there practice for 10 days went and recorded the record and then Dick, and dixie interrupted uh CO, weed eater was opening for coc interrupted this tour came and recorded with us i'm like oh man that sucks <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah so we just started running into them and became really good friends back in the day there's like one of my favorite stories of weed eater and us we i used to bring a big giant jar of butter every tour you couldn't like giant like a big mason jar of of pot butter because in case we couldn't get something at least we always had that right yeah so we're on tour we're we run in the weed eater we're playing with them in in the tech in texas and louisiana or in new orleans and a couple other shows like five shows in a row We uh, are in San Antonio. We both arrived to the club super early. So back in those days, I worked I worked at a co-op and all the like dented cans and ripped boxes and shit. I would gather and we'd take on tour and we'd have a burner and we had a, a converter in the van. So we would cook food, make meals. So we made this huge pot food like it was spaghetti but, but uh, pot butter in the spaghetti sauce pot butter on the bread <laughs> pot butter on the noodles and then we, we had little donuts for dessert that we spread pot butter on and then we sit, sat and watched Pleasing Saddles with this Mexican homeless guy that didn't speak English but laughed at every right part <laughs> <laughs> just high as hell as the kids say <laughs> or high as fuck I think but uh yeah days like that were were many many with those boys so yeah we love them to this day we're actually talking about doing a split with them coming up here as one of the things we're going to do in the next couple years because we've been talking about doing that and one of a couple of the songs will be all of us together
0: Oh, that would be awesome!
1: Yeah, call it, I think we were gonna call it uh, Bong Weed or Weed Bong, one of the two.
0: <laughs> well, that I mean, that just seems like a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and don't even have songs. Just which what Weed Eater is notorious for not having songs and going to record with LB. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's gone over we, well.
1: We got, we got a couple riffs. <laughs> can you bring us to ounce yeah dude i got gotcha. you because we live right by chicago so they would a couple times the two times they recorded down there they called me and i brought him stuff he's like i'm like so well, how many songs you guys got ready oh we got like three grams <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm
1: like oh the weed eater way and they still write great records it's incredible to me that you know and that's like the truth of the weird spirituality of how I see writing music and channeling. And yeah, like you're not really writing music. You just get into a place where you can open up to catch it <laughs> with your music catcher, <laughs>
0: Like a music catcher.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like a dream catcher, but it's for, for doom riffs, <laughs> 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 which is really the blues. So,
0: Right, yeah, I was going to say, like, with your Muddy Waters cover, it's kind of like you're, you know, you're paying homage to the...
1: Give the truth, give the the shout-out to the king, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Probably not enough people credit that, you know what I mean? Talk about,
1: like, you know, okay, so you just started a a band. You don't know who Wino is. You're missing the truth. (laughs) Maybe some Witchfinder General, (laughs) some Winter... (laughs) Even, I don't know, how about Toad Licker or New or (laughs) some some bands that, you know, I don't know, aren't the standard, like, there suddenly has become standard doom metal, you know,
0: like, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, and I, I, Dope Throw is a great record, you know, but there's, it's like, it became like the Grateful Dead to me. It's not even their music's bad, but it's the people that suddenly started liking them. Holy shit. You know, I don't need to be that hip.
0: <laughs>
1: if it's hip to like an Electric Wizard, I'm gonna like Toad lick her.
0: <laughs> uh oh, I, I gotta go throw in all my Electric Wizard merch now.
1: <laughs> no, you know, I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> not at all. You know what I'm saying
0: though, like. No, I get what you mean.
1: Even to consider, we're like the the beginning of like a lot of kids that walked up to me and go, "Oh, you guys began this kind of bit. I'm like, hell no, we didn't. Like there with bands that I worship, like hey, I hate God and sleep. And, you know, even ties to a sense that was way before us, Buzzovens, the Melvins. You know, just like especially if you're in bands, get back into to where this shit really came from. I guess you know we. I grew up on Skinner and shit, so I wonderfully had people in my life like an uncle that. Listen to fucking really good heavy music, and that's so. And we, I grew up in a day where it's not at your fingertips. I can't go on Spotify; and gives me a list of bands that I should like.
0: Yeah, right. You had there was you had to go track it down.
1: You know, that's that's so easy compared to tape trading, and you know, the back of maximum uh, rock and roll and tape, tape trading tapes. That's how I discovered I hate God.
0: But that's why like there's such that reverence for bands like that because it was like you had to like you had to go the extra mile to to dig it up and like, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you found out about this shit and it's you like, oh. Something
1: like you got napalm, like that kid had napalm death or something, you know, and you traded up the cavity or you traded a buzz of it or what, whatever it was, you know, and, and you got something crazy back. You, you had maybe read about it in Max rock and roll, but there was no record companies to get half those records when I grew up anyway, you know? So to, to have a, it, it, yeah, it's just crazy. Now you can just have to get your parents to buy Spotify or iTunes or something, right?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I do pay for my Spotify account.
1: <laughs> you no, know, you know what I mean, though,
0: <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll just...
1: this in your life, dude.
0: Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no it, the 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 ease of finding it it's just you know it's at the it, it's at the point where it's like and i'm just saying this as an observation it's just like you can be a fan but it's like even now it's like everyone's got like their own thing going you know they got their own little solo gig going they and they Ooh, throw yeah, it up well, on yeah, bandcamp
1: i mean i have i'm i'm not, not doing that like yeah five different things you got going on we just speaking up on so it just started a a a countryside project called the Sweet Grass Outlaws.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So, watch. I think we'll release some on Dungeon Records this next year, I would guess.
0: Nice. I'll keep an eye yeah, out for that for sure. Yeah.
1: So, we'll get the Weed Eater Boys and we're friends with the gal, goddamn Gallows and the Bridge City Sinners. So, we'll get some
0: friends, fly them somewhere, and get a hoot nanny for a weekend. <laughs> Make See, some that, music. that's what I think is kind of is cool about you know, this genre is like, you know, goddamn gallows doesn't really sound like Bongzilla, but, no, and yet there's no. that ability for them. I mean, they opened up for weed eater, which uh, yeah. weed eater was the, the last show that I saw before the pandemic. And then it was, it was also the show that and I've said this a lot, the show that I met my girlfriend at <laughs> like three, oh, wow. three, four years wow. ago. And you
1: guys have made it through the pandemic. Oh, earlier you met. Your yeah, friend out a We
0: Eater Show.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. you guys have made it through the pandemic?
0: Oh yeah, we've that, been yeah, we've been good. Thing, you know? Oh yeah, we've Is been good. Strengthened
1: them or destroyed them.
0: I think it made us stronger, honestly. Excellent.
1: I congratulate you.
0: So but yeah, it's just cool that how those bands can can play on those similar bills because it's just like kind of they don't really yeah. sound the same, but there's that yeah, vibe we were, that we were brings it together.
1: About taking out the bridge city centers because, uh, you know, it's, I mean, for so long, do you, do you really want to go see three I Hate Gods or, or I Hate God and two bands trying to be I Hate God? You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't. I'd rather right. see, like, like, even, like, the last big tour, we, when we took out, we took out Black Cobra, uh, uh, Low Pan and Against the Grain. And that's, four very different bands in the same genre pretty
0: much Mm -hmm.
1: you know based in the same heavy rock you know if you want to call it stoner whatever you want to lump it all into but uh yeah but to me it's different enough there was a time in my life that oh i just it's cool to see three similar bands but now i would rather see a hillbilly band a super heavy band and you know maybe even a drone band or something or a noise guy opening the show i don't know
0: i think that makes sense that's what i you know i like uh i i really appreciate like a well curated you know event i mean you know you've you've made a pretty big string of return appearances since you've you know gotten back together and i mean like Obviously, like, Roadburn was probably a big moment for oh, you. But, oh, like, but like, look oh, yeah. at those lineups. I mean, that's an incredibly diverse lineup for a, quote-unquote, heavy metal festival.
1: Right, right. Even Temples. Temples was, too, especially the second year. Not that we got paid, but <laughs> that was the great controversy.
0: <laughs> Which festival was it?
1: Temples, that English festival. He did it, like, two years in a row. Huh. We played the first year and didn't get paid. You know, he also is the reason we got back together. So in a sense, it, it kind of paid for itself because he was offering us so much money, not that he paid it.
0: <laughs> oh. That it kind
1: of propelled us to actually doing something again.
0: Like, which, well, hey, this was fun. So why don't we do do it more and then we can get paid? Yeah, gotcha well that's shitty i did not know about that
1: Will people actually pay us what they say if we continue to do this because it was fun (laughs) right you know and you forget how much fun you have hanging out with people too which us us now three have a lot of fun when we hang out together for sure
0: yeah and like you said it definitely seems to be like you're more concerned about doing and putting on a good show than it is like Oh, it's time to get, get fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause there was a lot of that concern going on for many years.
0: <laughs> so given that this is like gonna this is out now for 420, like now, um, like what, what's your favorite methods of attaining extreme altitudes? Are you still a smoker?
1: Oh, I, I would say nectar collecting. I always have a cart with me, which is really cool internationally because nobody knows what carts are. They think they're tobacco carts. So we've flown around the world with carts, Mm. which is really helpful to a guy that can't function without it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I would say, Nectar collecting. And I'm always, you know, there's a reason the band's called Bonzoa, for sure. That will always be a standard. (laughs) <laughs> sitting around and doing bongs
0: yep got mine right here yeah see i mean you should never not <laughs>
1: In a good you know a good at least one footer glass preferably maybe double filtered even you know
0: i forget what the who made it i don't know my girlfriend got it for me because okay. she actually has done a lot of writing about about marijuana and stuff so oh, okay she's huh. done some cool shit
1: even in then joints too. I mean, there's nothing like a classic. There's there's a reason people been doing it that way forever. So a good cone, like in in what kids are doing. I remember us being on the road uh, when Jay was tour managing us. Uh, Jay Crash, and he goes to uh, we were in I think we were in no Oakland, and he goes to a dispensary and gets what's called a hippie stick. And what they do is they roll a joint with Keith in it and the papers, uh, uh, soaked in, uh, oil. And then they put Keith around the outside.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. And in all of us, I mean, we're pretty hardcore, like, you know, like we should be able to smoke this and we'll be on our way. We had to drive that night to head to Portland or something. We'll be on our way, no problem. We smoke it, and Jay's about to put the key in the in the ignition. It just starts cheesing and falls out of the van. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all cheesing so hard. Probably about fifteen twenty minutes later, we got ourselves back together. And so, I mean, I'm I'm for trying any way that gets me even farther than I've been before. But yeah, I would say. Obviously, bogs and nectar collecting has been a pretty, pretty fun thing. I think with the purity of what live resin is and those, and carts too are so pure. They're like, usually the carts I get around here are like 80 to
0: 90%. I'm trying to get my hands on one now because I like those a lot because it's like you really don't need a lot to get you where you are. You know, and it's so convenient. It doesn't yep. really
1: stink <laughs> like pot. So you can get away with, you know. A lot of places you wouldn't be able to <laughs> smoke in like a joint, for instance. <laughs> Bongs aren't the most convenient to-go item.
0: <laughs> no, no. I will say, like, I have definitely been enjoying a lot of bong rips if I've been watching, like, a live stream, you know, during oh, all this.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean, that I get the benefit of not actually being at a show, you can sit back in a chair and just get torched.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do do you enjoy the idea of 420, or is it just like another day for you?
1: Yeah, I was just talking about that with a friend. Uh It's it's it, the idea of uh, now. This is my positive take on it. I'm going to start with is that at any given 420, which we're probably closing in on, aren't we? Oh no, we passed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We were running late. But anyway, that at any so now. Somewhere uh, at 4.20, somewhere in the world, a bunch of people are smoking together, unbeknownst to even themselves. That's a very positive uniting of... That's like Hands Across America stuff to me with marijuana. Every 4.20 in Central Standard Time Zone, a bunch of people that aren't even together, right? So that that's the plus that... Like, what's the real truth of it? It is not the... Like, depending the story you believe of where it came from, it's not the code for a marijuana arrest in California. That's So that's not true. But, you know, I've also heard it was a bunch of kids getting together after school at 420, and they just started calling it 420 getting high. You know, so the plus is you're uniting people unbeknownst to even themselves with this. It's, it's a also a funny joke like a lot of bongzilla are inside jokes and oh yeah that's kind of funny the, the the kids think it's cool you know like relapse on an old sweatshirt put 24 7 on one three 4 or four twenty 7 and we were like oh yeah that's funny you know it like i'm probably smoking before 420 and after and during so I'm not sticking to, and I'm not smoking anymore on April 20th <clears> here <throat> coming up. I'm not going to, well, maybe that day, because our record's being released, I might party a little harder. But <laughs> right. So it's not It's not an everyday thing for me by any means. But if I'm somewhere and I notice it, I might give it a little more.
0: <laughs> Besides playing rips, what else do you like to do when you're high?
1: Hang with my dog, for sure just big long walks uh god a lot of a lot of just i'll sit around and get high and just play guitar you know like so it's it's like when i'm sitting around doing nothing i'm probably playing guitar these days. uh so i guess it's a lot of riffing <laughs> 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 and maybe not i mean i function every so uh, also part of it is everyday life i wake up it's literally the first thing out of a step take a step open my eyes i'm gonna do a hit then i'm gonna go make coffee whatever else i gotta do to get ready for work or whatever i'm doing
0: that is so, true so
1: it's it's partially dysfunctioning. you know like i it, it normal society does not make sense to me whatsoever doing a 90 fl- fl- like for me to get to the coffee shop where i work that's what I got to do. Even my boss knows what I got to do before I get there. She's okay as long as I'm not fucking up at work.
0: <laughs> there you go. You know,
1: it just puts me in a better place to function on their terms, because it's not any terms I would be a part of if not forced to. Like, I work because I have to, you know.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So Part of it's it's, it's definitely playing music, but part of it's just functioning. Now that I
1: ponder that thought, <laughs> <laughs> pot, potter, potter that something <laughs> to think on pot.
0: <laughs> was Weeds Wisconsin going to come out last, like, uh, this year, like, kind of regardless? Was it kind of in the works, or was no, it? it
1: wasn't even written before the pandemic started. Okay. Our, our blessing. So we had three songs, which we had been playing, Free the Weed space rock and mother flowers little helper which isn't on the record it's going to be on the split with tons oh okay those were all written in the four years of us getting back together before cooter left okay and then we were on tour as a three-piece for two days pandemic hits. we come home we can't play shows so we're still getting together but now we're getting together and we don't have a tour to worry about we don't have a show we don't have anything to worry about but to write music so we're like let's let's try to write this record and that happened really fast like almost the gateway apogee era where somebody would have a riff and we'd have a song by the end of practice and so then four other songs were written three of them are on the record or no five other songs were written three of them are on the record and then weed scottson's coming out which i thought was hilarious that we didn't put that song on there that, like, <laughs> old. we're releasing that song on a split with boris on gungeon records we're doing a seven inch bongzilla with a bunch of other bands split series And uh, the first one's going to be with Boris. And that's where Wisconsin's coming out.
0: What? Yeah,
1: yeah, so then and we actually have three new songs written for the next record already. So the pandemic, in a way, was like this weird blessing of us being able to focus on writing and not just getting ready to go play shows.
0: Yeah, because that's pretty much what you've been doing.
1: Not at all were we ready to release did we think we would be releasing a record this year not at all so it was a beautiful thing that happened in straight out of the pandemic and us not being able to tour which is you know in the end a good thing i hope it opens up sooner than later now you know especially after april 20th because i know we're going to want to be out there and hopefully kids are going to Hopefully it all settles, and by fall, we'll be able to frickin' start ripping again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just saw New Zealand was able to have some shows there. Yeah. I'm you know, envious. Yeah,
1: I, Australia, I think, was starting, too. They, were, they had slowed it enough. So, we'll see. We'll see. If there'll even be clubs around, that's my fear, you know? How do you hold on for a year? Not yeah. Making any money. <clears throat> that's like bottomless pockets.
0: Yeah, and, sad situation. But,
1: you know? There'll be a lot of concessions, I'm sure, on both sides to get to get it started. You know,
0: I would say so. Yeah,
1: you know, with guarantees, and I think bands are going to have to be understanding, and booking agents are going to have to be understanding.
0: So, yeah, and um, you know, not to be like kind of more on a downer, but like part of the reason why I'm, you know, even having the opportunity to talk to you is because I got to know John Hopkins, who uh, played played on your played on your record. He played guitar, right? He recorded it. He recorded, he recorded
1: it. it. He did not play anything yet. He recorded us. Okay. Uh rest in peace, brother.
0: I know. Yeah, it's harsh. Uh, we yeah, miss him he's all like the time. A really
1: old friend. We met John, like one of the first times Bonzola ever got out of town. We went to Iowa City
0: and we played with an old band of his called Scrid. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he told me about Scrid.
1: Yeah, and we have have been friends ever since always have helped us out, places to stay, you know, whatever, gear sometimes. And because he had run in front of house for everybody and their brother, and old tour manager, Weed Eater, and sound guy for Weed Eater. So we knew, we knew he had recorded records. We were looking for somebody to record this record once it was written. We tested, there's a 7-inch coming out in uh, March this month, like I think two weeks. A beer brewery in Rock Island, Wake Breweries, put it out. So, in then the first two thousand six packs are gonna have a seven inch with it.
0: Holy shit!
1: Uh, So we recorded two songs with him to just test it out. The studio he wanted to use, and and we had never recorded with him just to see it, see you know how it went. that went incredible, like super easy. So I remember going, let's, we, I think we booked the studio when we were finishing up the recording of that seven inch for the record when we just came back. And then fucking two weeks later, because we had, at, I mean, we were going to be going down there a lot with him. Like we had plans of doing all this stuff with him at the same studio. So we're, we're at limbo on how to do, all this other stuff we were going to do with John, but yeah, um,
0: fuck. Yeah.
1: (laughs) At least we got him on this record, I guess, you know, we were even going to remix it, but we decided not to remix it because his hand is on it. and The little minute things we wanted to do weren't worth not having him be the one that mixed it with what happened.
0: Right. Yeah. It sucks. I think I was like, like me and my friend August, I think we were like maybe the last, amongst the last people to talk to him. And then just the next day, obviously, the news yeah. came and it was just Two like.
1: After his 50th birthday? Yeah. Yeah. And it, like I think Dixie said it best. We could have, if, if there was no pandemic, we would have threw the hugest fucking show. Yeah. You know, that dude knew everything. The COC, I mean, Uncle Astor, Boris, Sleep, High Fire. Yeah, I mean the list is so fucking insane But we can't, you know, we can't We're talking about in the future Trying to figure out a place to do a festival in his name And just get bands and start a a yearly festival
0: I mean, that would be great That sounds amazing
1: We'll we'll see, you know Yeah Ideas are ideas (laughs) But hopefully, me and Dixie were talking about that
0: that would be well, cool if we
1: can make it
0: happen. You been listening to anything lately? Anything of notes? Anything you've been enjoying?
1: Oh, there's this cat from New Orleans called uh, Nick Hans. I've been listening to a lot of like outlaw kind of folky country. The Lost Dog Street Band, mm-hmm. Rich City Sinners. I've been I've been listening. There's uh the last Mono Lord record actually I really like. Conan of a, you know, always Weed Eater. Weed Eater has a side project that nobody's heard but me
0: probably. Is it Barstool? stool? are people
1: called Barstool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting yeah. to hear it because I like. And some of the songs are
1: on, like they, those country songs are kind of Barstool songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: So, yeah, but I don't, you know, it's, it's weird. Probably the thing we listen to even the whole time, like we just won't usually listen to heavy music like after we play a show just because the whole show was probably heavy music right yeah so for years and years the most common thing we listen to after shows is marty robbins or roger miller believe it or not (laughs) so like we all grew up on a whole country too you know like i you know do you remember the show hee haw
0: i mean i know what it is but i didn't watch it (laughs) You've
1: watched it on, on, on uh, like, YouTube or something?
0: I, I'm i sure I could. Yeah, you can. It's on YouTube. But it's this old variety country show uh, that was hosted by Buck Owens and Roy Clark. Holy shit, there's 655 um, yeah. episodes. But, like, like uh,
1: early Merle Haggard, early Johnny Cash, early Emmylou here, like, Tanya Tucker when she's, like, 20 all on this show. But yeah, take take a second and go to YouTube and put on a Hee Haw rerun. <laughs> but yeah. Just speaking of grown up country, I guess. <laughs> but it's all the blues. Everything's the blues.
0: Yeah. It does all really come back come back oh, to yeah. that.
1: it's all the blues. From hip hop to jazz to what we're doing to country to yeah, it's all the yeah, we we owe Mississippi Fred McDowell a lot, and even all like there was a great there was a record label in in Wisconsin, believe it or not, around the same time that Chess Records was huge, called Paramount Records. You can do a Google on this too, and it was an old race, what they called race music label mm-hmm. in the twenties and thirties in Grafton, Wisconsin. But yeah. Old blues, like I think uh, Mississippi John Hurt was on that label. A couple other women, I can't remember her name right now. Mama something. Not Mama Chaos from the Moms and the Papas, but it's old. Anyway, I think I digressed again.
0: <laughs> but Mama Thornton?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Willie
0: Mae, Th- Big know. Mama Thornton?
1: Yeah, you know, I think you are correct, my friend.
0: All right, well...
1: Yeah, old Paramount Records. Look into it.
0: Added it to my to-do list.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. There you go. Weeds, Conson will be out when this episode releases. Um, but is there All anything right. else you wanna? Is there anything else you want to promote for Bongzilla yourself? Whatever.
1: Yeah, just uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out. Keep your eyes open, and when the world opens up, come and get high with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do we that.
1: Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I was I was looking forward to seeing you. I think you were supposed to play Desert Fest, New York, last year.
1: Yep, we sure were. Yes, we were. So hopefully that yeah, uh, we when it opens, you're gonna see us out there. So just grow your pot now. Gather gather the bunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I hope uh, I hope that our pads do cross in the future, yes. and I'm looking you forward too, to, friend. and I'm looking forward to listening to Weeds Wisconsin.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. Have a great day and uh, stay high.
0: Thanks, man. You too. That'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Happy 420. Happy 420.